a blessed Sunday morning, Lighthouse family. Wherever you are in the globe, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here in Metro Manila, we have uh, a tighter JCQ. And so I pray to those who are here in the bubble that may God's sustaining grace and His inscrutable provision overwhelms all our anxious need. And that's my prayer to you in Jesus' name. Today, may I invite you to read the Word of God from the Book of Ruth as we continue in our Book by Book series of the Bible. So let's look at the Book of Ruth, chapter 4, verses 13 and the following. Ruth, chapter 4, verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. Then he went to her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who is this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. May he became, become famous throughout Israel. Then he will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her lap and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Today, I'll be preaching about a sermon entitled, The God of Redemption. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful Sunday that we can come and gather together virtually and in our service today i pray i ask you lord that you will speak to our hearts in a mighty way renew revive us lord through the promises of your word this i pray in jesus mighty name amen and amen remember the question about nature or nurture the outcome of who we are, or what we are, is the product of either nature or nurture, or the combination of both. For example, a medical student, if you will ask him or her, why are you taking such program or such course? It's such a tedious task. Nagmedicine ka ba dahil mula nung bata ka, ikaw, yan na talaga ang pangarap mo? Or is it because as you grow up from elementary to high school, ay lagi kang ini-encourage is, is the result of the encouragement from your surrounding. It's the result of the conditioning around you. So it's, is it inherent of you, of the student, 
that is taking the medicine or is it because of the conditioning na laging binabato, ibinibigay ng parents or relatives. Sa Bible school nga, meron kaming joke. Ikaw ba ay tinawag talaga or tinulak? Like in my case, I, I asked that question. Is it dahil ba ako ay nasa Bible school dahil sa conditioning, dahil ako ay isang anak ng pastor at mula nung bata ako, Lagi nang sinasabi, ini-encourage sa akin o magpapastor din to dahil ang tatay niya pastor at ito ay may tawag din. So, tinawag ka ba o tinulak or tinupak? You know, uh, may merong, merong joke din na, ah, ito kasi matalino, ito ay mag-engineering or ito ay mag-physics or ito ay mag-medicine. Ito dahil medyo mahina sa klase, ah, mag-Bible school na lang yan. So, may mga, ganong, may mga ganong jokes na laging sinasabi. So, is it nature or nurture? And in the story of the sidewalk kids, ay makikita natin sa kanilang buhay, they are inherently intelligent. They are inherently talented. Meron na silang uh, nandoon sa kanilang kalooban. It's in them. But, You know what? They lack the nurture part. They lack the encouragement part. They lack the support and even the financial support from the parents. And so that's where God's promises comes in and that's where the ministry of the church comes in so that they will be nurtured into what God intends them to be. Who you are today is because what's inside you or because what surrounds you. This morning, I would like to invite you to focus on the truth. The truth that it is neither nature nor nurture, but it is precisely because God says so. What the Word of God says about you. He rewrites stories and continues to rewrite stories. We know from the influential politicians, they are accused of being revising our history as a nation. The unacceptable events of martial law, martial law into a more palatable and justified ones. But God rewrites stories, not from the negative stories into a more acceptable ones, but he rewrites stories from negative stories into a positive one. Remember what Jesus said to the one of the criminals on the cross besides him. Today, you shall be with me in paradise. It's not because who you are or what's inside you or what surrounds you but because what the Word of God says about you. And we have seen this from Genesis, the, the story of Abraham and Sarah. God rewrites their story after changing their names from biologically impossible to conceive to having a son. God indeed rewrite, rewrote their stories. 
In the case of Esau and Jacob, God made a switch, a subversion, a rewrite of the law of primogenitor. It is Jacob who gets the blessing of his father Isaac. In the conversation of between Esau and Jacob, only God is the witness of the trade-off of the birthright, but God honors that conversation. And here in the narrative of Boaz and Ruth, it is absolutely a fascinating story, rewritten none other than by God himself. So in order for us to have a better handle of this story, this narrative, let's look at its context. The text itself situates the story in the days when the judges ruled. That's in chapter 1, verse 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. So during the time period of the judges. But Bible scholars resituates this in the time of post-exilic period or during the restoration period, the, during the time after the exile when God uh, allows them to go back home. When the King Cyrus of Persia promulgated an edict that they will rebuild their homes, rebuild their temples. And so that's the time where uh, this story also functions as a counter-argument of, of the command of Israel to divorce their foreign wives. So those are the context of this narrative, the narrative, the love story of Ruth and Boaz's story. So let's, ask, let's look at the story. And by the way, last Sunday, the preaching about uh, the time of the judges, the preaching of Pastor June, it's an excellent expression of the word. We are reminded that even in the time of chaos and uh, moral decay, God is working. God is working out His plan, how he can, he can redeem us, how He can rewrite our story, how our future is secured in the midst of the chaos happening around us. The summary of Ruth Boaz's story. And so we know that Naomi and her husband lives Bethlehem. Bethlehem means the house of bread. And so you know what the house of bread is. There is abundance there, supposedly. But during this time, the house of bread is experiencing famine. It's the opposite of its name. And so obviously something is very wrong. So Naomi and her husband lives Bethlehem, and they went to Moab. Uh, as we know, Moab is one of the perpetual enemies of Israel. 
descended from the ancestors' relationship. And when they arrived in Moab, Malon and Kelion both uh, married local women. But after a while, all the males in the household died. So yung natitira na lamang ay yung si Ruth at saka si Orpa, yung mga women in the house, and si Naomi, of course. Sila na lang natitira. And so, Naomi decided to return or go back to the house of bread, to Bethlehem, since the situation has already improved. But as they were journeying back to the house of bread, to Bethlehem, here's what happened. In Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 to 17, a beautiful conversation between uh, Ruth and Naomi. So as they were journeying back, sabi ni, ni Ruth, ay sabi ni Naomi kay Ruth at saka ni Orpa, uh, babalik na lang kayo sa inyong tahanan, sa inyong uh, sa Moab, sa inyong parents. And may the Lord prosper you and gives you husbands. Uh, I will go back, I will return to, to Bethlehem myself. But si Orpa, bumalik sa Moab. But Ruth, ito yung kanilang conversation. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there, I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. If anything but death separates you and me. So it's like uh, the wedding vows. Na tell death do us part. Ganun, ganun yung sincerity ni, Naomi, ni Ruth kay Naomi na sumama kay Naomi. And then when they arrived in Bethlehem, of course, wala na silang, wala silang uh, prepared na kakainin doon. Uh, si Ruth ay nag-glind o namulot na lamang sa mga tira-tira ng harvest sa kanilang relatives field. And doon niya na-meet na si Boaz. And, you know, merong chemistry. Nag-spark, merong, uh, uh, there's chemistry on the air. Uh, Boaz likes Ruth. After knowing, nung nakilala niya kung sino si Ruth, ano ang kanyang mabuting ginagawa sa kay Naomi. And so, yung mga practical na bagay ay uh, nangyari doon, ginawa When, when, nung ikinuwento ni Ruth kay Naomi ang pangyayari, nung nagulat sila, oh bakit ang dami-dami mong inuwi? Kinuwento niya, oh kasi si Boaz ang bait-bait niya, ganito-ganyan. And then, oh, baka ito na ang moment na uh, 
he will be a kinsman redeemer. And so, may instruction si Naomi kay Ruth. And uh, I believe si God din ang nag-arrange sa, sa story na yun. Because it is God who rewrote the story. And so, indeed, si Boaz ang kinsman redeemer. Although mayroong nearer na relatives na mas, mas may right na mag-redeem kay Ruth. But yung nearer relative ay refuse niya yung opportunity na yon. Ayaw niyang magulo ang kanyang state. Ayaw niyang magulo ang kanyang uh, ari-arian at kayamanan at mga pamana. So, ibinigay niya kay Boaz and then finally Boaz uh, redeems Ruth. Boaz uh, To redeem a property or a person, to function as Goel means uh, kailangan niyang pakasalan din si Ruth so that he could redeem si, si Naomi. He will function as Goel to Naomi. So to get the property to be able to, to buy the field na rightfully belong sa kay Elimelech kailangan pakasalan niya si 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 Ruth as a kinsman to function as Goel Goel So titingnan natin how God rewrote the story of Ruth the story of from Naomi to Ruth. Ano ang givens? What are the givens in the life of Ruth? Remember how you solve a problem, mathematical problem, uh, during high school days? Na pag mayroong mathematical problem, lagi nating enumerate muna. Enumerate what are the givens. And then, depending on what is the question asked, doon may ipoformulate kung anong formula gagamitin mo, anong, anong, anong solution ang gagamitin mo to solve that mathematical problem. And so, ang unang given sa life ni Ruth, obviously, si Ruth ay isang widow. And you know, kung... Sa panahon nila noon, lalo na sa panahon nila noon ay uh, it's a patriarchal society na ang, ang kanilang practices, ang kanilang costume is always in the advantage of the males since it's a patriarchal society. And so, kahit sa pamimili kung sino ang kanilang uh, magiging partner sa buhay, magiging wives, ay of course, Hindi first choice ang widow. And depende rin sa, sa perspective ng, ng lalaki. Uh, ano ang kanyang motive? But uh, in general, I believe, uh, a widow is not uh, the first choice. Secondly, she is a Moabite. As I've mentioned na ito ay kaaway ng Israel. 
So how could uh, a Moabite, and there's even a, a command from Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 3. No Ammonite or Moabite or any of his descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, even down to the tenth generation. So pagsali pa lang sa assembly ay hindi na inaalaw how much more sa to be to be a lifetime partner, to be a wife. So a widow, a Moabite in a patriarchal settings and in a religious marriage prohibition. As I've mentioned, this story functions as a counter-argument to, to the command of Israel during the post-exilic period, during the restoration period. In Israel chapter 10, verses 10 to 11, says, Then Israel the priest stood and said to them, You have committed a terrible sin by marrying a pagan woman. You have increased Israel's, Israel's guilt. Now, make confession to the Lord, the God of your father. Make confession to the Lord, the God of your fathers, and do His will. Ito yung kanyang command. Separate yourselves from the peoples around you and from your foreign wives. Imagine gaano kahirap sundin yung kanyang uh, sundin ang command sa panahon na yon. In order na mabawasan ang kanilang guilt, ang kanilang kasalanan. Because hindi nila sinunod ang ang otos na they should not marry lalo na sa from Moabite at saka Ammonite and to the tenth generation. And so yan ang uh, givens sa life sa buhay ni Ruth. Hindi madali. And what I have learned from uh, focusing on our givens, mahirap talaga. Mahirap. Well, there's nothing wrong to be, to be objective of your situation. Kasi nga, you will be accused of being, uh, having an illusion or deluded of your, uh, of your situations once you are not objective. But, tayo mga believers, there is, meron din katotohanan na as we acknowledge our givens, as we acknowledge our situation before God, as we acknowledge that, Lord, here's my situation. I am helpless, but I surrender it to you. I think that's make a difference. When we embrace the promises of God's Word, we, we, are, we are embracing the promises of God. And that's where we can have a, a, a better reality of the givens that we have. And you know what? Uh, in Ruth chapter 4, verse 17, sabi dito, God rewrote the story of Ruth. It says, 
the women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they name him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. So from the givens of Ruth, a Moabite, a widow, an enemy of Israel, sa givens na to, ang layo-layo niya. Ang layo-layo niya sa palasyo. Ang layo-layo niya sa palas. But because God is working even in the times of the judges, in the times where there is a moral decay and chaos in the lives of Israel, in the community of Israel, God is working. Hindi niya iniwan ng Israel. Hindi natutulog ang Diyos. Meron siyang hinahandang plano. At makikita natin dito that in that dark situation, dark history of Israel, na sinasa- sinasabi doon na uh, walang, walang rules. Kung ano ang nakikita nilang uh, mabuti, yun yung ginagawin nila. They are not subjecting them- themselves to the commands, to the instruction of the Lord. But God is good. Itong Gibbons ni Ruth na malayo sa palasyo, she became the grandmother of the greatest hero, David. Alam natin ang, ang ginawa ni David, ang accomplishment ni David. Many of the Psalms, or most of the Psalms, I inattribute kay David, a man after God's own heart. From a negative story, rewritten by God, into a beautiful story, to be a grandmother of the greatest hero. And not only David, you know, kung ang descendants ni Jesus sa, sa Matthew ay trinace back sa line ni David, the Savior of mankind. And so, makikita natin dito that God rewrites stories as illustrated in the narrative of Ruth. God rewrites stories as illustrated in the narrative of Ruth. Ruth. Makikita din natin that God continues to rewrite stories even in the lives of the sidewalk kids. And so we will be hearing testimonies. I invite you to watch the testimonies from the sidewalks. Let's watch this. Good morning, everyone. My name is Darlene Cantos, eldest among six children. So, six years old po ako, simula nung umaaten po ako sa sidewalk Bible study. I found the Bible classes very interesting, and my mother was the one who pushed me to attend every Saturday. Hindi po dahil sa pagkain or kung ano po yung naredisib namin sa sidewalk, pero dahil po sa lessons na nakukuha namin dito. So, my father is a carpenter. 
and working as a construction worker. My mother is a homemaker. So, nung bata pa lang po ako, uh, lagi ko pong nakikita yung tatay ko na very irresponsible. At hindi niya kami inaalagaan na pamilya niya. Wala siyang pakailam kung may pagkain kami or kung may makakain pa ba kami sa kinabukasan. So, mas priority niya yung mga bisyo niya, which is yung pag-iinom. So, my mother was a battered wife because of him. This scenario could not be removed from my memory until now. So, I saw the sacrifices of my mother, even if my father was hurting her. So, nagstay po siya kasi alam ko po na mahal ng nanay ko yung tatay ko. And nagstay yung mother ko kasi alam ko rin na mahal kami ng nanay ko, kaya siya nagstay. So, mas lalo po akong nagal nagalit sa tatay ko kasi hindi ko nararamdaman na mahal niya kami. Ginawa ng nanay ko yung lahat, siya yung nagtrabaho, siya yung nagsakripisyo, hindi siya nag-rely sa father ko. Kasi alam, alam niya na pag nag-rely kami sa kanya, magugutom niya kami. My mother also started acquiring vices. Opo, tama po kayo nang narinig. Ginaya niya po kung ano po yung ginagawa ng tatay ko. Nag-umpisa po siyang mag-inom, nag-umpisa siya na late na umuwi, hanggang sa parang nakalimutan na nila kami na may mga anak pala sila. So, it came to a point that my mother left us. She just left a letter for me to take care of my younger siblings, all the more that I hated my father. Because of him, our mother left us. It was hard without a mother in our home. Then one day, my mother went back, but still not in the good terms with my father. So, bumalik lang po siya. Kasi para sa amin. So may kapatid pa po akong maliit nun. For how many months, our family was not like before. Yes, we both had parents in our house, but they would not talk to each other. Pero thankful pa rin po ako kasi kahit ganun po yung setup sa family namin, buo pa rin po kami. During high school, I learned to disobey my parents. Late po akong umuuwi ng bahay, kahit maaga po yung tapos ng classes namin. I would spend time with my friends outside and neglected to help sa gawain, sa gawain bahay. So sa labas po ng bahay, dun ko po mas nakita yung pagmamahal, yung happiness. Dun ko po mas na-search yung sarili ko na, ah, mas okay pala sa labas kaysa sa loob ng bahay. So... Dumating din po sa time na naging addict po ako sa phone, yun sa mga text-text, kung kani-kanino, ganyan. Kasi alam ko po na dun naiibsan yung kalungkutan ko kasi feel ko po na hindi po ako bilong sa bahay namin. So, nung mga panamahong po ito, uh, nararamdaman ko po na parang ang layo ni Lord sa akin. I was part of sidewalk during these times. I would just pretend that I was fine in front of my leaders and my co-teachers and even my students. But deep inside, I was so upset in my parents because I didn't think that they could support me in my studies. And I didn't even think that they could give me a good future. So, nung high school po ako, kinausap ko po yung tatay ko kung pwede po ako mag-aral ng law. At kung kaya po ba ako nilang supportahan. Pero yung sagot po ng 
tatay ko sa akin. Hindi po niya kaya. Parang hanggang high school lang po dapat. Alam ko po sa sarili ko na hindi ko po kaya, hindi po kayang suportahan ng pamilya ko na makapag-aral ako sa college. Pero mabuti po ang Diyos at may mabuti po siyang plano sa akin. Isang araw kinausap po ako ni Ate Joan at tinanong niya po ako kung ano pong plano ko sa buhay ko. At sabi ko po, hindi ko po alam kasi hindi ko nga po kayang pag-aralin or hindi po ako kayang pag-aralin ng magulang ko at isend sa college. So sabi niya po, sige, tutulungan kitang makapag-aral sa tulong ng Sidewalk Ministries hanggang sa makagraduate ka. And nung time na po na to, um, naging emotional po ako kasi nga po, hindi ko po expected na ganun kabilis yung tugon ni Lord sa panalangin ko na gusto gusto ko makapag-aral. So, naging part po ako ng sponsorship program ng Sidewalk Ministries. And dahil po sa sponsorship program po na ito, na-invite po yung nanay ko. Dahil kailangan po nilang umattend ng Bible study twice a month. So that was the time that my relationship with my mother was reconciled. I realized that I was wrong. When Ate Joanne talked to me about my family, I, become, I became so emotional because I realized how bad I was as a daughter. How disrespectful I was to my parents. I felt so ashamed about myself and my wrong attitude. By God's grace, I tried to change gradually because I realized the importance of my family. So, ngayong araw po na ito, I think hindi pa ako nagkamali sa decision ko na mahalin yung sarili ko at ganun din po yung pamilya ko. I'm so blessed to have a complete and happy family. All the members of my family are now attending church. And believe it or not, my father is an answered pray prayer for us. He's also attending in 2 p.m. service before and until now sa ating online service. Patuloy pa rin po kaming sumusubaybay. So, glory to God kasi po, sobrang ang daming answered prayer na sinagot ni Lord and yung mga unexpected blessings. So, kwento ko lang din po, last February 28, 2021, um, ay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, my grandfather died. Ay, sorry, pala ko eh. due to chronic kidney disease. So, ilang years po siyang nakipaglaban sa sakit na yun. Pero alam niyo po yung masaya sa part namin bilang family. Isa alam po namin na at peace na siya ngayon kasama si Lord. Kasi po, isa po yung lolo ko sa naniwala sa akin. Bago po, ako po yung unang naging Christian sa family and siya po yung sumunod sa akin. At sobrang saya ko po kasi there's no more pain in heaven. Isa rin po sa blessing na natanggap naming family is yun nga po, nagkaroon po ng peace, nag-reconcile po kami. And nung time na namatay po yung lolo ko, 
nakita ko po sa buong family namin, lalo na po sa lola ko na sobrang sagradong Christian, na sobrang sagradong katoliko. Wala na po yung mga statues na sinasamba nila. Lahat po yun nawala. Lahat po ng paniniwala nila, nung katoliko pa po sila, nawala po yun lahat. At yun po yung pinakamalaking blessing na nakita ko na nareceive ng family nun. And right now, I'm working po bilang isang receptionist sa isang condominium. Um, ilang years na rin pong nakalipas simula nung graduate po ako ng psychology. And lubos po ako nagpapasalamat sa mga taong tumulong, lalo na po kay Pastor Chuck sa Queenly Tribe. Maraming salamat po. And lalong-lalo na po sa, sa isang taong nagtanong sa akin kung ano ba talaga yung gusto kong marating sa buhay. Sa isang taong nag-mentor sa akin simula nung kailangan na kailangan ko ng gabay. And gusto ko pong pasalamatan si Ate Jo. Kasi kung hindi dahil sa kanya, kung hindi dahil sa leadership niya, hindi ko po alam kung nasan po ako ngayon. <laughs> hindi ko po alam kung anong buhay meron kami ngayon ng pamilya ko. Isang malaking instrumento po si Ate Jo ng pagbabago sa buhay ko. Alam kong ginamit po siya ni Lord. At alam kong ginagamit pa rin po siya ni Lord patuloy hanggang ngayon. Even in this pandemic po, gumagawa po siya ng paraan para makatulog. And alam ko po na mahirap yung part na ginagawa niya kasi siya lang po mag-isa and siya lang po yung lumalaban sa ministry. At nagpapasalamat din po ako kasi tinuruan niya po ako maging matatag. Tinuruan niya po kami maging matatag. Ate Jo, thank you so much sa lahat ng nagawa mo sa akin. Hindi lang sa akin po. Sa lahat ng leaders, ng students, ng mga batang na nahihipo natin sa ministry na ginagawa. Thank you. God bless us all. Good morning everyone. Ako po si Jason Arbragas. Volunteer teacher, leader, and worker of Batang Sidewalk Ministries. I am serving the Lord for more than nine years now. Um, being born and raised sa isang less fortunate and non-Christian family ay isang bagay na hindi madali. Madaming gulo, away, at hindi pagkakaintindihan. Dala na rin siguro ng kakulangan sa pera para ma-provide ang maayos na pangangailangan ng pamilya. Napakabata ko pa, pero napapansin ko na yung mga ganitong problema ng aming pamilya. Kaya siguro nagkaroon ako ng mindset na pagkatapos, na pagkatapos ko ng high school ay maghahanap agad ako ng trabaho. Kahit anong trabaho, basta may maayos na sweldo para makatulong ako sa mga magulang ko. Sa kabila ng kahirapan namin ay may pangarap ako makapagtapos ng pag-aaral. Kahit paulit-ulit na sinasabi ng magulang ko na hindi nila kaya kaming pag-aralin hanggang makapagtapos ng college. Halos dumating na din ako sa point na inisip ko na baka hanggang pangarap na lang talaga yung pangarap ko makapagtapos ng pag-aaral. Hanggang sa nakilala ko si Tata Elsie. Isa siya sa mga taong tumulong sa akin na magtiwala sa sarili ko, sa kakayahan ko, 
Siya yung taong nagtulak sa akin na ituloy yung pangarap ko. At siya yung taong nag-udyok sa akin para mag-join sa sidewalk bilang isang volunteer teacher. Bata pa lang ako ay suki na ako ng mga Bible study sa lugar namin. Hanggang sana invite ako na mag-training bilang volunteer teacher pagkatapos ng DBBS ng sidewalk sa lugar namin. Mula noon ay nagtuloy-tuloy na ang pagsiserve ko sa Lord bilang isang volunteer teacher and worker hanggang sa nabigyan ako ng pagkakataon na mapabilang sa Batang Sidewalk Ministries Scholarship Program. So before pa lang kami graduate sa high school ay ina-encourage na kami na Ate Joan na maghanap ng school na papasukan namin para sa college. Kaya nagtry ako mag-entrance exam sa PUP. Kaso ayun nga, nag-fail. After that, nagpa-schedule naman ako ng exam sa TUP. So habang nag-aantay ako ng schedule ko sa TUP for entrance exam, nag-apply ako sa iba't ibang fast food chain para masuportahan yung pag-aaral ko. Pero as ano lang sana, as part-time uh, as part-time worker lang sana. Kasi that time, ang rules ng scholarship is 50-50. 50% sa magulang, 50% sa sidewalk. So, hindi ko alam kung saan kukunin yung another 50% na shoulder ng parents kasi hindi kaya na magulang ko yung sagutin yung 50% na yun. Kaya naghanap ako, kaya naging firm yung decision ko maghanap ng part-time job. So, a day before ng schedule ko for entrance exam, one of the fast food chain na inapplyan ko is nag-text akin. The next yung schedule ng interview ko, at nung nabasa ko, is same date siya ng entrance exam ko sa TUP. So, I have to choose between the two. Ano bang pipiliin ko? Trabaho or pag-aaral? That night, naisip ko, kung pipiliin ko yung pag-aaral, paano ko, saan ko kukunin yung pang-suporta sa allowance ko tsaka yung sa 50% na kailanganin pambayad ka sa tuition fee. Kaya sa huli, mas pinili ko magtrabaho. Because of that decision, na-stop ako sa pag-aaral and na-stop din ako sa pag-serve sa Lord through sidewalk. From that time, nagplano na lang akong mag-ipon para makapagpatuloy ng pag-aaral. After more than a year of working, halos wala rin talaga akong naipon. Despite of being inactive sa sidewalk for more than a year, the Lord still blessed me to be part of sidewalk and to have Ate Joan as our leader. Ayan nga, dahil nga sa kabila ng pinili kong landas, ay mula akong tinanggap ni Ate Joan para ipagpatuloy ang pagiging volunteer teacher ng sidewalk. At walang pag-aalinlangan, inoffer niya ulit sa akin yung scholarship na dati kong tinalikuran. So, because of that, mas nakilala ko sa Ate Joan na hindi lang pala namin siya leader. She's also a friend na pwede mong kabiroan, ate na pwede mong pagkatiwalaan, at nanay na pwede mong iyakan at sandalan. Isa siya sa mga taong naging instrumento ng Diyos upang maging tulay sa pagpapatuloy at pagkamit ng aming mga pangarap. Habang tumatagal ako sa ministry, ay mas nakita ko ang hirap, pagod at sakripisyon niya upang patuloy na makahanap ng mga taong handang mag-share ng blessings nila sa mga tulad kong nangangailangan. Dahil sa pagmamahal ng Diyos, sa sidewalk ministry, at sa pagtuloy na pag-encourage sa amin, sa akin, ni Ate Joan na pagbuktihin ang pag-aaral, ako ay nakapagtapos sa Cavite State University with a degree of Bachelor of Science in Information Technology noong taong 2019. 
and I am now currently working as a graphic artist, website designer in a private company located in Pasay for more than a year. Ngayon, ay nakakatulong na din ako sa aking pamilya, sa mga gastusin, at sa pagpapaaral ng aking bunsong kapatid. At kahit papano, ay naipaayos ko rin ang aming dating maugambay <laughs> sa isang mas matibay na bahay. At sa kabila ng pandemya, ay ramdam na ramdam ko pa rin ang pagmamahal ng Diyos. Dahil hanggang ngayon, ay nagpapatuloy ako sa aking trabaho at nananatiling ligtas ang bawat isa sa aming pamilya. Tunay nga na mas makabuluhan ang plano ng Panginoon kumpara sa ating personal na plano para sa ating buhay. Isa ako sa mga buhay na testimonya na nagpapatunay nito. Muli, ako ay nagpapasalamat unang-una sa Panginoon, sa sidewalk ministry, sa mga taong hinipo ng Diyos upang magkaroon ng puso sa pagtulong at sa aming nanay at tatay na si Naate at Pastor Sam Luciano sa pag-unawa, paggabay, at pagturin sa amin bilang mga anak. Ako si Jason R. Bragas, batang sidewalk, nagdadala ng pagbabago sa bawat kanto. A wonderful stories, a wonderful testimony from the sidewalk. So God rewrites stories as illustrated in the life, in the narrative of Ruth. God rewrites stories as illustrated in the testimonies of the sidewalks. And so today, from the Word of God, we are reminded of His nature and ability to rewrite stories. As illustrated in the story of Ruth and corroborated by the living testimonies amongst us. The sincerity of Ruth to be with Naomi, to journey with Naomi to Bethlehem. Her confession, your God will be my God, reflects nothing other than her genuine faith to God, to the God of Israel. Sabi sa salita ng Diyos, if, we con- if you confess with-, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that God is risen from the dead, then you will be saved. In Psalm chapter 40 verse 2, ito po ay napakagandang picture of a change of story, a rewrote of rewritten situation. It says, He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud, and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walk along. When God is a part of the equation of your life, miracles happen. Today, we are experiencing the disruption brought about by the pandemic. If we look at our givens, kumusta po kapatid? How is your life? 
some, maybe some of you or some of you have experience na nababasa natin, naririnig natin sa news, have taken a decrease of load and decrease of salary, of course. Some have lost their jobs. At maraming uh, affected because we are limited by our movements. It affects the mental health. How are you, Kapatid? Are you focusing on your givens? Are you focusing on your situation? And the Word of God has reminded us today that we should, while we acknowledge where we are, we should also refocus our attention to the reality that whatever your situation is, if you include God in that equation, God will rewrite your stories and you will experience miracles just as Ruth experienced miracles. So I invite you to focus on the promises of God to embrace a better reality to embrace God Himself to feel His love na hindi niya tayo iniwan in, in this time of disruption of our lives kasama natin ang Panginoon and He's, He's working out all things work together let's, let's believe God for miracles in our lives I would like you to I invite you to focus on the reality of God's ability to rewrite your stories